This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment right. It's time to get locked and loaded with two full hours of Gun Sports Radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Lance Palkey, and Michael Schwartz, will teach you anything and everything there is to know about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your American right to own and bear arms. Visit GunSportsRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor and or guest of the show. Now, here's your hosts, Dave, Lance, and Michael. All right, folks, welcome to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. Hey, look for our shows on your favorite podcast platform, folks. It's real easy. Just go to GunSportsRadio.com. That's GunSportsRadio.com. Hey, and if Carl's listening, hang in there, buddy. You'll do fine. Hey, please remember to stick around for that second action-packed hour of Gun Sports Radio at 5 p.m. today. And, oh, my, do we have a show for you. COVID-19 versus your gun rights. Our local gun elected office officials will chime in live. This segment is brought to you by Firearms Legal Protection. And uh, they're good friends of ours, and they are the best protection for you. That's Firearms Legal Protection. Uh, they are the best protection for your self-defense. Check them out on their website and go to firearmslegal.com. Also, Cali Key, California's assault weapon laws make it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. And what's the solution? Cali Key. It'll convert any mil-spec direct impingement AR platform rifle into a straight pull-bolt action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution no milling no aesthetic modifications and no turning off your gas system keeps your entire ar collection intact at a price you can afford with cali key check out cali key at calikey.com k-a-l-i-k-e-y.com all right mike who you got for our guest today well we have a really cool show here uh lined up and uh, we're gonna get a bunch of elected officials on and we're gonna talk about exactly what's going on across the county because i think it's pertinent and interesting and our first is a brand new guest i don't think we've ever interviewed him um on the show here escondido city council member mike morosco how are you mike doing well how y'all how you doing gentlemen Doing great. We're broadcasting uh, here through a thick fog of Lysol spray. Thanks um, to Michael Schwartz. <laughs> but we're doing really well. Thank you for coming on the Thank show. You know, I want to go. I want to get right into it. Um, so, talk to us about uh, COVID nineteen, uh, the city of Escondido. What's going on? You know, what kinds of information and briefings are you getting as an elected official? And and what do we need to know? Well, we have um, an amazing city manager and uh, department head staff uh, across the board, you know, police chief, fire chief, everyone. And they are extremely well connected on an ongoing basis with the state and county. Uh, They have uh, daily updates. They provide those updates to us. We are actively posting as much as uh, possible in regards to those updates on the city's website, as well as other um, uh, outlets, uh, news outlets, as well as social media to keep people informed as much as possible. Um, Early on, um, they set up the emergency um, operations center in Escondido and have been, uh, for all intents and purposes, functioning out of that center uh, from, uh, well, since before issues even 
hit our area. And so they're on top of things. And I, I feel that uh, we have excellent uh, information, accurate information, um, not a bunch of um, social media hearsay and conjecture and hyperbole. So how do you feel the state and federal government, how do you feel their response has been to this? <clears throat> I think the federal government's response has been spot on. I think that you know, President Trump started in, in January with um, his declarations and, and with the, uh, the processing necessary for us to be able to uh, forewarn the citizens of the, of the nation and, and to get the process moving. Um, on the state level, I, I think they are, have been very aggressive in their actions. I'm not 100% convinced that they're in our self and they're in our, uh, for our benefit and, and not for the benefit of the policymakers up at the state level. Uh, but again, that's just that's my personal opinion um, as far as that's concerned. I think they've been um, very aggressive, uh, perhaps more so than than I would have liked to have seen. Uh, but uh, I guess so, time will tell as, as the effectiveness uh, in our region. Do you think they're going too far or what? Tell, tell us a little bit more about that. What, what are your thoughts on on or expand on that? What do you mean by uh, you're not quite sure they've they've, uh, you know, are acting in our best interest or I'm not sure exactly how you phrase it. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but tell us a little well, bit more about um, them. Well, and again, it's just, you know, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist or anything like that, but when you when you create a scenario or take advantage of a scenario, I should say, where um, you become more and more dependent upon government for every aspect of your life, that to me is setting not, not I would, wouldn't say a decent, uh, dangerous precedence because uh, things like that have happened in the past, but it hasn't happened in our state, in our region. Um, and right now, you, you you pretty much can't do anything without someone else's permission. And, you know, that the libertarian in, in me and in others, you know, that you're, the spidey sensors start to go off and you, you get a little bit concerned. You want to make sure that it's being done for the right reasons and not to grease the skids for someone to um, further that, that type of an agenda as time goes by, even after the, uh, the uh, major concerns of, of this particular virus uh, have dissipated. Well, did you see the reports from L.A. that the, uh, the mayor is considering uh, or has threatened to turn off water and electricity to businesses that he doesn't deem essential? Have you seen that report? Yeah. yeah. And, and again, that's, that's, that's um, overstepping bounds, no doubt whatsoever. And that's when it becomes necessary to kick this up to the next level. I mean, Right now, unfortunately, the courts aren't able to function optimally, but that's who would and could, you know, intervene to help ascertain what is actually an essential um, uh, service. You, you saw what happened here with um, the, the gun stores yeah, and in those operations and, you know, what, what it took in order for that to be uh, deemed essential um, that that's that's the part I'm talking about. People yeah. taking a taking a crisis and and using it to their benefit 
and not for the benefit of us, um, for, for all of us as citizens. You know, for, for those listening who don't know exactly what he's talking about with the gun shows, a week ago tonight, actually, a week ago this afternoon, uh, Supervisor Nathan Fletcher, um, in a press conference, basically threatened to arrest or fine gun shops that were still operating. Un- totally unnecessarily, everything there was. There's no been no issue. There's been no problem. It was pretty clear to most that uh, they were considered essential according to the federal uh, uh, guidelines, and that escalated an extremely tense situation. Uh, so much more than than should have had to. And San Diego County gun owners jumped in and did a bunch. A bunch of the other elected officials did a bunch. And then finally, just last night, the federal government. Uh, yeah, uh, exactly. issued issued guidance saying, yeah, yeah, gun shops and gun ranges, of course they're essential. And then last week, so the governor was asked about it about midweek when this thing was was really starting to kind of boil boil up, and he said, hey, just leave it up to the sheriffs. How do you feel his response was with that? Um, I I think he he didn't want to you know you know go toe to toe you know for fifteen rounds uh, with that right now. Um, it could have been stronger, a little bit on the weak side. But, you know, at least they're giving some subjective uh, analysis and, and thought and, 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 uh, and action to, to the local sheriffs, which, which I think would be helpful. I, I, for the life of me, how individuals like a, a, a single uh, supervisor at the county level can go off stating that they are going to start making arrests, citations, whatever it was going to be. That always floors me when you have, you know, uh, politicians and elected officials acting as the policing agency uh, for their region. Yeah, I, I, he really truly should be held accountable at the voter uh, box uh, next time he's up for election. So, okay, so you're privy to a lot of information. Uh, we've talked a little bit about the state, and and you said that the feds are doing a good job. I, I don't even know if you know the answer to this, but um, what what does success look like? How do we know we're done, or what's the goal, or you know what what matrix or measures are we trying to hit? Do you have any, any idea what 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 success looks like? I, I, I truly don't know the answer to that, but I can give you some insights from the from the medical perspective because. We do have, um, in, in our region, we have an extremely uh, talented pool of uh, specialists, uh, physicians, clinicians, and the, all the other ancillary medical uh, personnel that go along with that. And we are also in constant contact with them, receiving data, information, sharing ideas, talking about the what ifs and, and what, uh, what the plans are going to be. And... It, People can can look at the graphs and can you know use the algorithms to figure out you know when it's going to hit our area and when we're going to see the maximum you know bubble uh, uh, affect our area and and so they're they're preparing they are still preparing because you know from their perspective the the worst is yet to come but what we don't know is you know what the uh, intensity of that bubble is going to be because with all the quelling actions that have been occurring. You know, I don't want to just say locally here in Escondido, but throughout the region, significant quelling actions that are going to have a huge effect on the the potency of of the virus as it maximizes its uh, its potential here in in our region. So 
I, I'm an optimist. I, I think that we're doing a really good job of preparation and and doing that which is necessary to reduce the uh, the ill effects of the virus. Um, which but is, we still which, have a little we still have a little bit of way to do Which that. is great. I really yeah. appreciate it, Mike. Uh, Mike Morosco, Escondido City Council endorsed candidate from San Diego County Gunners. I think you can all see why we endorse them. Yep. Fantastic guy. Thank Thanks, you so Mike. much, Mike. We'll have you Thank back. You. Appreciate it, guys. All right, folks, you're listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. Hey, what's the best defense for self-defense and those horrible new red flag laws? Firearms Legal Protection. Mike Lance, Joe, and I use them. Firearms Legal Protection is a legal defense program for lawful gun owners with a 24-7 emergency hotline and plans designed specifically for the firearm owner. Talk to the good folks at Firearms Legal Protection today. That's Firearms Legal Protection at FirearmsLegal.com. Call them at 469-310-9100. That's 469-310-9100. FirearmsLegal.com. Gun owners, be ready with a lawyer in your corner. Hey, the refi bell has been ringing for many home mortgage interest rates. They've dropped to a historic low. And if you're looking to buy a refi or if you're considering a reverse mortgage, call the folks at... uh, Call our mortgage guy. That's Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage for nearly 25 years. Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Call Chris at 619-722-1303 or go to primeres.com backslash. And by the way, I called him and he says, Dave, what you're doing is fine. You don't need to mess with it. And that was, he didn't have to tell me that. Chris Wiley's the best guy ever. He did. He told me straight up. He says, because I always pay extra on my mortgage. He Mm -hmm. says, there's nothing here that's going to do you any good. Just keep doing what you're doing. That's why he's our guy. That's right. Honest and upfront. Hey, you haven't got that Richard Bailey on the line. Yeah, second best guy I know right oh. there, Richard <laughs> Richard's tops. <laughs> Mayor of the beautiful city of Coronado, Richard Bailey. How are you doing, man? Hey, happy Sunday, guys. I'm doing great, thanks. How about yourselves? Excellent. How about Wonderful. you? I'm doing great. It's another beautiful, albeit somewhat subdued day mm-hmm. uh, in Coronado. So tell us about that. What do, what do people need to know about Coronado, especially related to uh, everything that's going on with COVID-19? Absolutely. So uh, Coronado, much, much like uh, all the other cities uh, within the state of California and throughout the nation, uh, have been uh, taking very reasonable precautions ranging from uh, canceling large events within our city to uh, shutting down some public facilities where individuals tend to gather you know, to help slow the spread. Um, of the virus. Um, and and also right now, unfortunately, we're starting to see a um, a potential uh, hit to our to our budget. Of course, our you know, businesses down uh, throughout the entire country. And I think you will start seeing a lot of cities and states uh, start grappling over the next couple of weeks with a bit of a liquidity crunch when it comes to uh, you know maintaining payroll. So I, I expect you're going to see a lot of public agencies really uh, start to try to wrap their arms around that. And unfortunately it'll come at the expense, uh, of, of some employees, I'm sure. So that when you, that's because you're not getting sales tax. I mean, people aren't off buying stuff. And so the city isn't collecting sales tax. Is that where that's coming from? 
Yeah, the three primary drivers of revenue for most cities are property taxes, sales taxes, and then uh, transient occupancy taxes, which are the taxes that uh, hotels hotel yeah. pay when they stay within our cities. And uh, hotels are a major driver of tax revenue for our city. And uh, the three of the four major hotels are currently shut down uh, within Coronado. That's the right. Remaining, the Hotel yeah. Dell, 132 years, first time in 132 years. Oh, my gosh. And they, they just had yeah. to shut down. They just didn't, it just wasn't financially feasible for them to stay open, huh? That's correct. So we anticipate that they'll be reopening, you know, hopefully as this passes, hopefully um, in time for the summer months. But um, in addition to their occupancy being uh, low because of the coronavirus issue, they're also undergoing a major renovation Mm -hmm. um, as well. So the combination of those two factors um, unfortunately resulted in the uh, Hotel Dell hitting the pause button and temporarily shutting down. Okay, so you're a mayor. You're elected by folks. You're, you know, Coronado is a, a you know, an extremely important city. Um, all this stuff starts happening. Um, I, here's my question. Is, is there, like, I have this vision of like you, you getting, you know, like a limo being sent and they call you off into a dark room somewhere and they give you some kind of special briefing. But I probably watch too many movies. What, does does something like that happen, or as a mayor, you know, how do they tell you, like, hey, mayor, there's some stuff going on here you, you have to be aware of. How does how does that information get to you, and you know, does that happen, or is that just my 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 movie fantasy? No, that's exactly how it happens. Um, smoke-filled <laughs> rooms, uh, limos with uh, secret service, uh, army to entrances. I knew it. Uh, no, that um, it really does depend situation by situation. In, in this particular case. Um, as news of the coronavirus was um, making its way to our nation's forefront, um, there was a briefing called um, by the San Diego County. Uh, the San Diego County, of course, is responsible for uh, the health and welfare of, of all the jurisdictions within San Diego County. Um, that is considered a county function as opposed to a municipal function. And so what happened was uh, the county put out a call to all of the mayors uh, within the region, and we met at the county administration building in a large conference room, and then we were briefed by the uh, county medical officials uh, as to what their best guess, based on the information available at that time, was to the severity of the coronavirus and the types of precautions that they were recommending the public in each jurisdiction take. And uh, that provided us a, you know, a, a, an intimate setting for that briefing and also the opportunity to ask questions um, and try to get uh, facts uh, from the people uh, with the best information available so that we then could go ahead and disseminate that to our staffs and our councils and also, of course, um, our constituents. So uh, it definitely, in that particular situation, uh, you, you definitely could feel the uh, gravity um, of the situation. It, it was a, a heavy time, and I think that was really the first indication that, okay, this isn't something that's just going to um, be the number one headline in the news for 72 hours and then go away. Uh, that this was going to be here to stay for uh, for the foreseeable future. So, Richard, let me ask you this. Now, do you have any, any cases at all in, in Coronado? I'm sorry, can you repeat that question? Do you have any, uh, any of the cases, any uh, COVID-19 cases in Coronado? We do. So we have okay. uh, we have we have one case that is of a Coronado resident, and then there are a few cases that have occurred on the naval base Coronado right. 
Um, since they have San Diego residents, residency, they count right. as uh, city of San Diego cases. Well, my, my question was, I live in Alpine, and knock on wood, we have none. Right. Has the city or the county addressed the, the outlying cities or, you know, ones that either have middle, you know virtually none or one or two? Are, are they looking at us any differently or are they mapping us all into the same, putting us all in the same bowl, so to speak? That is a really great question. Um, as of right now, the county of San Diego is treated as... Uh, its own, you know, separate entity. So mm-hmm. most of this data, when it gets rolled up into the higher national uh, numbers, is being looked at on a county by county basis. However, within the county, of course, we have a large unincorporated part of the county, which mm-hmm. is where you are located in Alpine, mm-hmm. and then we have about 19 other jurisdictions, the other cities uh, within the county: Coronado, San Diego, Lemon mm-hmm. Grove, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Each one of those jurisdictions uh, has latitude on the types of public policies it wants to make uh, for based on the unique circumstances within that jurisdiction. For example, the city of San Diego last week recently announced that they were shutting down all beaches and parks within their city. Mm-hmm. And then you saw several other uh, North County cities uh, follow sh- suit and shut down their beaches and parks. Uh, we here in Coronado uh, you know, we recognize there's a lot of concern out there and there might be you know, some people not following socially distant, uh, social distancing guidelines. Uh, but we made the call for our own city that we would keep our beaches and parks open, provided that the public was following the uh, medical guidelines. And uh, so far, we have observed that that is being followed. So as of right now, all of our beaches and parks are remaining open for for limited usage. Gotcha. So let me just ask you, as, not as, as mayor, but just Richard Bailey, are you worried? I'm, uh, let's put it this way. I am more worried about our response to the coronavirus than I am the actual virus. I agree. Talk more about that. What, what, what do you mean? Why should, why should people be worried about the response? Well, I, th- I think there's a, a couple things to keep in mind. Um, everyone, whether they know it uh, or not, uh, sometimes this is a subconscious act, uh, is making decisions based on their own risk tolerance. Uh, There are some individuals that have a higher risk tolerance than others. Uh, For example, if you are in your teens to mid-50s, you should, all other things being equal, if you don't have any underlying health conditions, have a pretty high risk tolerance uh, for going out in public now, for going to the beaches, for going to the parks. And that's because all the best available data shows that uh, this virus would not pose you any more harm than the, uh, than the typical seasonal flu. Um, however, the way our public policy is being directed now uh, seems as though we are taking, we are making public policy for, the entire nation based on the lowest risk tolerance within the most vulnerable population um, in our in our country. And that has resulted in uh, trillions of dollars being wiped away from the stock market, uh, millions of people being unemployed within a matter of days, uh, businesses shutting down. City, I, I'm absolutely convinced cities will go bankrupt because of this. There's no question about it. Um, and, you know, people's retirement savings have, have been wiped away. And I can't help but ask myself, uh, you know, is this all going to be worth it? You know, will this really save um, enough lives to justify uh, this type of response? 
or, or will this go down as the worst public policy uh, decision yeah, in modern history? Yeah. So should we just concentrate it on the vulnerable, or should we have applied this whole thing to every single person out there? I, t- I totally hear what you're saying. Richard, thank you so much. Uh, truly one of the smartest uh, guys I know, definitely the smartest elected guy I know. Can't, can't tell you how much I appreciate uh, your, your leadership and everything you do for the people of Coronado and everything you do for the people of San Diego. Yep. Keep thank up the good work, so my much. friend. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. And we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM. 1170. The answer. Hey, folks, have you been to AL Sword Firearms and Alcohol? Yes, they're open. Well, they've got the widest selection of guns in San Diego County with over 600 unique guns in stock, including hundreds of used guns. Go see their full service experience gunsmith. They can do everything from mild repairs to full custom firearms. AO Sword Firearms store located 929 East Main Street in the city of El Cajon. Go to their website at AOSword.com. Dot com or call 619-749-4867. Build, buy, or repair. A.O. Sword Firearms is your go-to place for all things firearms. That's AOSword.com or call them at 619-749-4867. And yes, they're open. This segment is brought to you by Gatsky, Dillon, and Balance, LLP. He is your firearms lawyer that you need if you ever get yourself in a sticky wicket. You can go to cafirearmslaw.com or call him direct at 760-431-9501. We would if we needed him. Hey, we got another very, very special guest online. Who you got, Mike? Normally we have uh, John, but he is uh, off suing the entire planet right now. <laughs> so uh, we decided to have a very special guest, Vista City Council member Amanda Rigby. How are you, Amanda? I'm doing great. How are you all doing? Fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on and talking to us today. Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. I know you're super busy. Um, we've, we're talking to uh, a lot of elected officials, and, and you guys are, uh, uh, I mean, you know, burning the midnight oil, and there's so much going on with, with COVID-19. What do people in VISTA need to know about the response to COVID-19? Is there any crucial information that we need to get out before we, we talk a little bit more about it? Well, one of the things that we would like for people to, to know is, As of yesterday, the governor extended the order for the stay-at-home, and it was supposed to sunset on the 31st, and he has extended it uh, indefinitely was the word used. I believe that today the president did the same thing. So one of the things that we would like people to remember is that these are orders from the state and from the federal government, and we need people to abide by them. So we we have some businesses in town that are not closing. They're not essential, but they're not closing. They're still open. We have restaurants who have allowed dine-in eating. Again, that's not that's not allowed. So we're we're trying to get the word out to our constituents, to our residents, that if you're a non-essential business, you really do need to close. And because the orders have become more strict and extended, there's going to be enforcement coming down the road with that. And by that, what we mean is we're going to give warnings uh, to people saying, hey, 
in case you haven't heard, you're not supposed to be open right now because of this. And then if we have to go back again, they're probably going to get um, notice of violation and with that or a citation and with that comes a fine. So we need people to respond to that. And I heard, uh, I heard Mayor Bailey love Richard. Um, he's he's doing a great job in Coronado and I appreciate what he had to say about closures of things. And it's up to the cities to decide if they're going to close and if they are what they're going to close and if they're not, why not? And we were trying to take the same tack and he mentioned you closing things because people are not honoring or respecting the mandate for the social distancing, the six feet away. And initially we had, uh, left our parks open. We did close down the place structures. We were sanitizing them a couple of times a day, cleaning them, but we still felt that might not be enough for the little kids. So we did close the place structures, but we left the parks open. And uh, we, had a, we had a problem with people, a lot of people getting together and congregating in the parks. Apparently there was a pickleball or a tennis tournament that was trying to happen. So because the people were not using the social distancing mandate, we did have to close our parks. We did have to close all of our um, sporting courts, the basketball, pickleball, bocce ball, tennis courts, et cetera. So it goes back to the, the people and their response to so the orders that are put out by, by people bigger than us, the state or the federal government. Sure, you're looking at it as more of a behavioral thing. Hey, if you guys are, you know, since rules aren't being followed, or I should say precautions aren't being followed, that that something has to happen. Um, and so uh, uh, that's something that has to happen is a little bit more education. It sounds like it's going to be followed with uh, enforcement. Well, exactly. That's not where we want to go. That's not where any of the cities want to go. We, we were expecting more people to follow the protocol, follow the mandates, but that hasn't been happening. So if it doesn't, we're going to have to go with enforcement. And that's not just here in Vista, that's everywhere. Right. So I, we're asking people, the essential services, if you need to go out and get food, if you need to go get pharmaceuticals or uh, you know medication for family members, um, there is a list of the essential businesses. And for that, you can go out. But other than that, they're asking people to stay home. Because it's not always about whether you go out and you contract it, but it's also about if you go out, you pick it up, you might not have a response to it. Like some people don't have a response to the flu that goes around every year. Some people get it every year. But it's about what you take back to the loved ones that are around you, whether it's your children or your parents or your grandparents. And I was listening to the county health update today, and the youngest death that we have had was five years old and the oldest i believe was in his 80s yesterday a 20 year old died here uh, a san diego resident he was he'd gotten sick elsewhere um and and but he was a san diego resident so it's the younger age i think it's 29 to 49 is the biggest age range right now that is contracting the virus if i recall the numbers correctly from today so it it really is Take it seriously. Well, they they think they're invincible. That age group thinks they're invincible. 
They do. And it's just common sense. Even with just like the flu, it's common sense. Uh, Stay home if you don't have to go out. Listen to the health experts. I'm not a health expert. I'm not a doctor. And I don't pretend to be one. So I have to take the information that I am given from the experts that are out there dealing with this. And as as a council person, as a deputy mayor, it is my responsibility to protect my community. And the best way that we can protect our community is by following the protocol that these health experts have put out for us. So how do we know, Amanda, how do we know when we're done? How do we know, you know, what's a matrix that we're following or looking for? What's the definition of success here? You know, what are we looking by by everybody staying at home and shutting down businesses and, and all the precautions that are happening? Um, what, what's, when will we know that we've accomplished what we're trying to accomplish? That's an excellent question. Uh, sometimes listening to the experts, I don't know if they know cause they don't seem to agree, but I do think that every day we get a count of the numbers in various aspects, the number of new cases, the number of deaths, the number of hospitalizations, the number of those that have gone into ICU, et cetera. I think when we start seeing those numbers at least stabilize and go down, rather than what we're seeing right now is our numbers are increasing. We had uh, in Vista as of Friday, we had six cases. As of, I'm sorry, Thursday we had six. As of Friday, we had 10. The numbers are going up almost every single day in the, in the county region. So when we start seeing those numbers stabilize and go down, then I think we will be able to see, okay, we have succeeded. We have, we have perhaps turned the corner and we've hit our peak on this and we'll start going down from there. That's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at the numbers every single day and I'm looking at the stats of where people are. So Amanda, for, for those that don't know, Amanda uh, on the Vista, Vista City Council was a founding board member of San Diego County Gun Owners and was uh, mm-hmm. crucial and key at, at uh, getting uh, the CCW policy changed in San Diego. So the sheriff chose to leave the gun shops open. Uh, the governor yes. left it up to each sheriff. And then Trump came out with guidance last night, yesterday afternoon, that yes, gun shops are federally considered essential. What do you think of that whole situation? Were you following it over the last week since Nathan Fletcher put his foot in his mouth and everything that was going on? Or What are your thoughts on that? I was paying attention. As you know, as a, a founding member of the organization and as a supporter of the Second Amendment, along with all of the other ones, I was I was following it. And I think that's excellent. I think that these are rights that our Constitution protects Americans all the time, not just in good times, but all the time. And when you have a situation like this, where there had been a, uh, there was one 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 day in the beginning of this where there was a spike in the crime along North County, and interestingly, I'm going to put it out there, it was not in Vista, but you don't know what what was that what was the cause of that spike? What were those people up to? What were they doing? And this is in the time where there's so much shortage of food and supplies. So when people are, and it was burglaries. So when you're normally you have you want to protect yourself and your family. But when there is a situation like what we're facing, this is unprecedented. This is global. This is very surreal. And then you have people out and about who are looting, which has been an issue and I've heard in other areas. And then you have a string of burglaries. We have the right in this country to protect ourselves and our families all the time. Not just when a government official will tell you that you can't. And we should have the means to get what we need to protect our families. So I think 
I think you cannot shut down any part of the Constitution just because it fits some somebody someplace. Yeah. The Constitution is there for us 24-7, 365, that's all why, the time. That's why Amanda's the best right there. Amanda, are you worried? I am not worried. I am not worried because I know that the people are already coming together. Uh, we have businesses in Vista that are changing what they're doing to help the cause. We have uh, we have a brewery, or, um, I'm sorry, a distillery in Vista and another um, business that are making hand sanitizer instead of their alcoholic beverages or in addition to. We have another company that is actually making uh, masks for the medical personnel. Another company has switched gears and they're making accentuators. I think it's called for the, the respirators and the ventilators that are needed. Mm-hmm. We have so many service organizations that are helping to get food to our seniors. Uh, our senior program is considered an essential service. So in addition to our, our law enforcement, our uh, medical personnel and first responders, our senior program continues to move on, move along as well. Well, can a bit, so can a business, I'm not, I'm not worried. Good. I think we're all coming together. Good. And I think that, I think people, for the most part, you have those yahoos, and I'm sorry for the term, who made a bad decision and caused the parks to be closed down. Yeah. Our trails are still open. If you want to go walk on the trails, those are still open, unless they go into a park, and in which case you can't get through. Um, but I'm not worried, because I think as Americans, it's inherent in who we are that we will come together, we will get through this, and we will be stronger on the other end. Good. You're absolutely right. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you very, very much. And be safe. And I look forward to talking to you down the road. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. All right, folks, that's Gun Sports Radio, but we're not going anywhere yet. We got a whole lot more right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Folks, hey, welcome back. This is Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, what's the best defense for self-defense in those horrible new gun red flag laws? Firearms Legal Protection. Mike Lance and I use them. Firearms Legal Protection is a legal defense program for lawful gun owners with a 24-7 emergency hotline and plans designed specifically for the firearms owner. Talk to the good folks at Firearms Legal Protection today. That's Firearms Legal Protection at FirearmsLegal.com. Call them at 469-310-9100. 469-310-9100. FirearmsLegal.com. Gun owners, be ready with a lawyer in your corner. This segment is brought to you by the Gun Range, San Diego, 7853 Balboa Avenue. 10 to 10, seven days a week. Go to TheGunRangeSanDiego.com. That's TheGunRangeSanDiego.com. That website's full of everything you'll need if you're a gun owner. We got uh, Casey on the line. Hey, Casey, how's it going, man? We got Jason. Oh, I'm sorry. It says Casey. I know. <laughs> there he is. There he is. It's, it's me. Hey, how's man. It going? Good. I, you guys are busier in hell, right? We are uh, busier than all nine circles of hell. Oh, yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Well, take a uh, breath. I got a question are. for you. We are. So, what's going on? So people are asking, you know, hey, what's happening? Can I still get a gun? And then do I still have to wait the 10 days? And, you know, and mm-hmm. what's the process and that kind of stuff? So can you just give us an update, please? Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. I can give you a quick rundown uh, as far as what you need to get a gun in the state of California. Thank you. <clears throat> you need to have your ID. If you have your uh, California ID or driver's license, if you've got the newer federal limits apply ID, you need to have a U.S. passport or U.S. birth certificate in order to override that federal limit status. You'll need your ID passport or birth certificate you need your firearm safety certificate that's like kind of like the gun permit that lets you try to buy a gun in california you need that or if you're an active service member you get what's called the x21 exemption if you have your active service card your cat card and uh, the fourth thing you need best thing to use is a vehicle registration with your name current address uh, that's not going to expire within the next month or so uh, if you've got all four of those things, you can get any gun in California. And that information is posted on your website. Can they go to the website, uh, the gunrangesandiego.com? Yeah, it's not on the website. It's still under construction. But, of course, you can always give our store a call at 858-573-1911. That's 858-573-1911. And we can always have a uh, someone kind of go over that same thing with you. And are you still have a, you know, a big line of people coming heading we over do. there? Yeah. We do. We have a constant stream of people. Uh, yeah, we have a constant stream of people. We have to have someone at the door to kind of uh, figure out what, which person needs what. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... it's a little gun it's triage. Yeah, gun is what it is. It is a triage. And how many, how, what percentage of people you think, you know, that, that, that show up and they think, they, you know, if they don't know the laws and the rules and... And they, you have mm-hmm. to turn them away. You're turning away 30%, 20%, 40%. I'd say it's only about 20 25%. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, interesting. Uh, we, we like to inform them right at the door. And, of course, I invite we invite anybody to call us, ask us exactly what they need if they're not sure. A lot of customers, because the laws have just changed again, you know, by in July uh, of 2019, because the laws have just changed again, we have a lot of people that think they're okay, but they're actually not. So if you ever have any questions, just give us a call. We will pick up the phone and let you know what you need. Hey, Jason, what's your uh, ammunition situation there right now? We uh, we've been uh, we've been rationing ammo just to make sure that everybody who has bought a gun is able to pick some ammo up. We do have ammo to sell, and the same kind of requirements though to buy ammo nowadays, right? That's right. That's right. If you have that federal limit supply card, then you are going to have to have a U.S. passport or U.S. birth certificate. And do people need to have a, I believe this is true, people need to have a gun registered to them in California to buy ammunition? Is that true? Yes. That's another thing. If you haven't, if, if you've bought a gun in California within the last, say, five years, that's when I would say that, you know, it's okay for you to come in with your ID, you know, if, if you got the real ID or the old ID that says nothing in the top right corner, that's when it's okay um, to buy ammo. Now, if you do have the federal limits, same thing applies. Got to have a U.S. passport or birth certificate. Now, if you haven't purchased a gun in the last five years in the state of California, that's where it starts to get more complicated. That's a different kind of background check. It's called a basic ammunition uh, a basic ammunition background check, and it, uh, it's a $19 fee to the state. Uh, you have to wait typically a couple days to a couple weeks for them to tell us whether we can give you ammo or not. Um, what a lot of people have been doing is just buying a receiver or an inexpensive firearm in order to get around that, since they're planning on buying a gun anyways. So the the caliber doesn't matter then, right? If you're reg- if you have no. a nine millimeter something, you can buy mm-hmm. forty five caliber ammo, right? That's right. That's absolutely right. A lot of people have been buying something like a receiver that's only about a hundred dollars, 
Um, it's pretty expensive. They're planning on building an AR-15 anyways. This is a good time to. Um, and then, you know, the 10-day wait goes by. And they can pick up all the ammo for their other guns that they want. Yeah, you guys uh, sold me uh, some three eighty the other day and yeah. i don't i don't have a 380 registered to me and it went went through without without a hitch it was you know it's easy it's, oh, it's yeah. stupid it's you know I, i'm always hesitant to say oh it's easy don't worry about it because people think that that's that's us approving yeah. of it and we don't it's stupid right. it's useless <laughs> we don't like it but you know what right. uh, get all your ducks in a row you can still buy ammo you can still get it done just for your own information that is not uh, a, a uh, you know an endorsement <laughs> Well, and there is a fair amount of rejections, isn't there, for the for the background am, or the ammo background check? Isn't there a fair amount that get kicked back for you know no reason really? There are. And there are. That's for a reason that you know because of, because they don't tell us why. There's no way for us to know what you know. It's to respect the, the customer's privacy. So if it does get kicked back, they don't uh, they don't tell us why. And this is this applies to typically all the nineteen dollar you know checks for people who have not purchased a gun in California. Um, a lot of them do get rejected, and we we just don't know why. But Casey, what what does what do you tell the customer when you tell them you've been rejected? And they're going to say, "Well, why?" So maybe I can correct it. Well, the only thing we can do at that point is kind of tell them, like, "Look, this is what this is what the Department of Justice, uh, this is what they've decided about you, about your identity, Ooh, your um, entire life." You can try to purchase a gun. Yeah, this yeah this is the judgment that the government has made about yeah. you. And by you the know, way, their address um, is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah this is the judgment they've made about you and your identity whatever um very rarely is it actually something uh, that anybody actually did wrong they get the occasional you know very occasional oh well you know i did run up the coronado bridge you know while drunk one time and, yeah right. you know, then it's like okay, one time well, probably probably why you didn't get it you know but most of the time there's no good reason for it so it's assuming just, assuming know, there's no good reason that they just come back and try again in a couple of days is that how that works you know, most I, mean, I, would, I want to say that you know, not that many people want to try again unless they're just <laughs> purchasing a gun outright. And then you know, for some reason that works out. And then you know, that, that's at that point, then it goes to you know the regular ammo background check, what's called the standard ammo background check, and that's only a dollar, and it's immediate. You get the ammo right away. Mm. Well, it's so good to have you on and yeah. and you know tell people what's happening. You know, on the Absolutely. moment, at the moment, right yeah. now, it's really cool. Anything else you want to tell people? While we got you on the line? Uh, just hold us. Hold on to your guns. And, you know, this is not the time to sell them. Hold on to them. Yeah. Uh, get one if you don't have one. It's better to have it, even if you're not into guns. And that's something I have to say that I've really noticed. Uh, all of my, all of my, you know, even my liberal friends and family, suddenly they want a gun. You know, wow. suddenly they understand, like, oh, well, you know, maybe it's not so bad. This is a, this is a tool. You know, I can use it for bad or I can use it for good, you know. So it's much, much better to, to have it and not need it than need it just one time and not have it. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's what I would say. That's not like a commercial. Mm. <laughs> it's, better, it's better to know me than whatever. <laughs> not not, not need to know me and uh, something. Don't yeah. mess it up. He Some did a good. <laughs> Casey did a really good. Or just, or Jason did a really good job yeah. with that one. Well, and you guys are doing a really yeah. good job, by the way. Real quick, you, you guys, oh, thank you. you do have a long line, but you know you're making sure people are spaced by six feet. Right. You're making sure to clean yeah. all your surfaces. I've seen it. You're making oh, sure yeah. all your folks are doing, you know, are ha- wearing gloves. I honestly, you guys are doing a far better job than if you walk into any grocery store. Yeah. Or you know, convenience store or whatever. I mean, it's unbelievable. I was we were driving around yesterday. Everybody's open. 
I'm, I'm saying like Dunkin' Donuts is apparently essential. Of course you know? it is. <laughs> the police have and to have their well, donuts. None of them are taking the uh, the precautions that you are. You guys are doing a fantastic job. You deserve a lot of accolades. Oh, thank you. Keep thank up the good so work, much. buddy, and lock and load. No problem. Thanks, thank Jason. You, you too. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. This is Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. 